We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hi, I'm Jerry Boyer. Welcome to Meeting of Minds podcast. My guest today is Jeremy Tedesco, who is with the Alliance Defending Freedom, which I think is the premier First Amendment religious freedom advocacy organization really in the world, um, especially when it comes to litigation. They have racked up more victories than any group that I can think of when it comes to defending religious freedom and uh, viewpoint diversity. Now they're taking that mission to corporate America. That's partly based on their own experience uh, as a victim of uh, di- of discrimination. Um, uh, so I, if you win too many victories and then they try to find a way to take you out. Um, and that is their new viewpoint diversity score, um, which is aimed at corporations, which um, to evaluate how well they res- how well they really respect diversity, real diversity, diversity in how you think. Jeremy, welcome to Meeting of Minds. Thanks, Jerry, and thanks for having me on. All right, so the origin story here is uh, you, ADF, yourself, got crosswise from one of these corporations, um, which uh, discriminated against you. You want to talk to us about that? Sure. It really all started with Amazon and the Amazon Smile program uh, that allows, you probably are familiar with it, your your listeners are, um, they allow customers to give a small percentage of their purchase to the charity of their choice. And, and literally, there's over a million charities available. It's essentially every 501c3 recognized organization in the country, unless you're on the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate group list. If you're on that list, Amazon just blindly follows that list and excludes you. So we got excluded several years ago from that program. And I just want to say, for those who don't know who Southern Poverty Law Center is, they used to do good work um, fighting the Ku Klux Klan and other uh, white supremacist groups, but they've really completely devolved into a political smear machine that attacks conservative and religious organizations that don't agree with far left progressive ideas and agenda. And so they put organizations like us, like Jerry was saying, are so effective. We've won 13 Supreme Court cases in the last uh, 11 years. They put us on the hate group list that they run uh, to try to ultimately undermine our, our work and, and, as they say themselves, to try to destroy us. Um, and Amazon, unfortunately, uh, is a participant in that scheme and use the SBLC list to decide which charities can be part of the program. Well, that woke us up to the fact that there's a real problem with corporate censorship uh, and religious discrimination. And we needed to figure out what to do about that. And, you know, we're doing a lot of work in this area, but this, uh, you know, viewpoint diversity score website and the business index is a, is a real key aspect of it. And um, this got some attention and Jeff Bezos was before Congress and, and this was brought up to his face and he, you know, kind of did the, mm, you know, we'll look into it. That doesn't sound right. And, you're still on. You're still on the no-fly zone, I think, um, when it comes to Amazon Smile program. At least there's some publicity. And, and one of the things, you know, with these corporations is, I'm sure you've noticed this as well. The left agenda is um, promoted essentially as risk management, usually reputational risk management. 
So if you don't jump through this hoop, that hoop, that hoop, you your reputation will suffer. And something's happened, I think, in the past maybe two years where now the, almost all the reputational risk is coming from middle America, not mm. from highly organized interest groups. Um, and so that dog won't hunt anymore. So this is a great opportunity to talk to these companies. Look, I don't know if, if risk management was ever really the point. Um, it could just simply be mow mowing, right? I mean, these groups on the left say, we're going to attack you. We're going to, you know, we're not, we're going to not put, list you as an ally or whatever. And we're going to you know, make you, you know, we're going <laughs> to make you feel bad at cocktail parties and we're going to protest. Um, and maybe the CEOs just sort of, you know, give into that. But to the degree that there was actually an argument being made, it was your reputation will be risked if you don't endorse the Equality Act, for example. Well, now, as far as I can tell, the big momentum is in the other direction, and there's huge reputational risk. And if the CEO of a corporation is getting bombarded with this in a congressional hearing, that means that they've got to, they really have to look to reputational risk in both directions. I think that's right. I think that's a huge part of this. And you know, we, we see so many different uh, companies right now in the news um, in, in, in getting you know, blowback because they've been going down this very you know, kind of far left path in their public advocacy and their, and their political engagement. You just look at Disney and you know, all the lumps that they've taken from engaging you know, against the parental rights bill down in Florida. Um, you see Netflix. Um, you know, sending a, a directive to their employees that they're they're not going to make content decisions about what they serve up to their viewers based on their employees' objections. Um, these are good things. These are these, these demonstrate to us that corporations are starting to understand that they have to pull back away from <clears throat> the very narrow kind of far left political agenda that has, in many ways, dominated the last sort of four or five, six years of corporate uh, engagement. Um, you even look at. Um, Twitter being taken over by Elon Musk. I mean, that that whole story is about censorship and what does free speech look like on these essential social media platforms. So um, the time couldn't have been more ripe, I think, for us to launch you know, this business index that we've launched, because it, what it is is a, is, is a tool and a comprehensive benchmark that helps companies understand how to measure and then how to improve their respect for viewpoint diversity and free speech and religious freedom. Hmm. Yeah, and the, t the timing was very good in terms of the big picture, but even the week. I mean, the, you know, we had the Facebook uh, board meeting this week. We had the Twitter board meeting. Um, and there were resolutions trying to push them to be more censorious, um, uh, to, you know, to deplatform more, right? Uh, but, but by the way, management opposed and they lost. So that's interesting because if management, if it's on, if it's on the ballot and management opposed it, it means the activists tried to get the management to do it and management didn't agree. If it, if it gets on the proxy, that means that negotiations broke down. So in some sense, I think there's a real opening with these CEOs and management teams, which are really themselves maybe getting a little tired of getting pulled around by the nose by these activist groups. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I think one thing that's important about our project is, you know, we're not asking these corporations to take a particular position on any issue. Well, we're, our message to them is you've got a very broad diversity of views represented in your employee workforce, in your customer base, within your shareholders, you know, and ultimately within the broader general public. And the, the best course of action for you is to pull away from taking, you know, 
particular, you know, narrow positions on controversial political issues, for instance, um, the, you're going to alienate people within, you know, one of those constituencies or all of them uh, if you engage in this kind of partisan political politics. And so, you know, that's one of the messages. And I think it's a good message. It's a message that tells these corporations that, you know, the best way to ensure that you have a happy workforce, that you can serve the broadest possible amount of customers and that you're respecting the fact that your shareholders don't want their money used in a way to advance a political agenda they disagree with is to simply stay out of those issues. Right. And, and, and I think that's a message that's going to resonate right now. And that was actually Bob Jacobs first, um, Jacobs first instinct at Disney yes, with the parental rights. He let's stay awesome. out of it. Right. They, yes. uh, and I was, I was at that annual meeting and they just get barraged, barraged, barraged from one side. Um, if only you guys had gotten this thing out a couple of months earlier, maybe uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I mean, I, I know <laughs> you've been, you know, working on this for some time getting in and you know, the urgency of it. Um, because one side didn't show up, you mentioned shareholders and I, I, I think it's important I've noticed that to some degree, the conservative conversation and the Christian conversation, when they hear about woke corporations, whatever that means, but it means something bad for our, you know, uh, to our group, um, and what that ideology is certainly a problem. The the initial response I see it in comment sections or like when I'm on radio and people call or whatever, it's always, "Oh, uh, I'm going to sell those shares." I can't be associated with that. That's bad. Disney's bad or Twitter's bad or, um, and so they immediately go to some kind of divestment, a type of in- instinct or impulse. Um, even some of the positive press about this uh, said, Oh, well, now we know how to redirect our dollars away from these companies. I don't, that's not what you're going for though, is it? Yeah. Tell, tell, tell yeah. me what you're going for. Absolutely. This is an engagement project to, to its root. Uh, you know, the retreat is habit forming. So every time you abandon a hill, the, the outcome is, is certain for that hill. You're going to lose it. And, you know, our view is we need to stay in these battles. We need to, you know, present our values and, and our positions on these issues in, in a winsome and a persuasive way um, and try to gain background. Um, you know, I think it's especially important for people to understand that the, especially the corporations we scored, for instance, we, we, we focused on big tech and financial service providers. And the reality is these companies exercise an unbelievable amount of control over our everyday lives, access to banking accounts, access to financial services, and from the social media and big tech side, access to essentially the essential uh, forums for communication today. And so if our mentality is, I'm just going to d- disinvest, I'm going I'm to go someplace else, um, you're not making positive changes inside of those corporations that protect not just you, but other people, uh, you know, to be able to freely exchange their ideas or not lose access to services because of their religious or, or political ideology. And so, you know, I think we need to stay in the fight in this, this index that we put together, even though the scores on it are very low and we see that the companies are not performing well when it comes to respecting free speech and religious freedom and viewpoint diversity within their business practices, we have a plan. We have resources, we have specific things that we can ask these corporations to adopt and do to not just improve their score in our index, but to provide protection for people uh, and to urge these corporations to provide viewpoint neutral services Mm. to their customers. Yes. And maybe even persuade. The other side plays a power game for the most part. Um, But the thing is, if you've intimidated, if you've bludgeoned somebody into endorsing some piece of legislation or you've misled them 
I've had experiences where corporations didn't know that the Equality Act gutted the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Um, so I, I remember, you know, asked a question at the Hyatt annual meeting and the CEO said, oh, well, this is an issue, you know. Um, so we supported the House version. Maybe in the Senate version, we can deal with some of, of these issues. There is actually the possibility of persuasion, and persuasion is more lasting and more powerful than bludgeoning someone into temporary submission to an ideological agenda that they don't really believe in. I totally agree. You know, business people are are, are ultimately you know the consummate pragmatists, practical people. They want data. They want evidence. They want to make decisions um, based on information, good information. And so, you know, that's, I think, what this index is. It provides them a, 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 a lot of information about their practices um, that resulted in them getting a very low score on respecting viewpoint diversity. And it gives them a path to understand what they can change to improve those scores. Um, and so, you know, I think if we go to these corporations, just explain to them why it's important for them to respect the broad diversity of views re- represented within all their constituencies that they serve um, and how to go about actually demonstrating that they are committed to viewpoint diversity and to respecting free speech and religious freedom, not just within their corporations, but in the broader uh, you know, public square, um, that we can gain ground. Um, yes, even with the Fortune 1000 companies, which you know a lot of people think are just lost causes. I don't think so. They're not. Uh, they're, they're not. And, you know, the other thing is there's also, a, I think, a, an enormous, remember, a lot of the advocacy here is focused on just a very small group of highly influential businesses, industry leaders. But there are thousands and thousands of small, mid-sized, and even some large businesses that are largely unknown who are probably looking at what's going on with Netflix and, and, and Disney and Twitter and, and saying to themselves, surely there's a better path to operate our businesses that won't get us in the crosshairs like this. And I think that what this business index lays out um, is, is a path, uh, an alternative path uh, that allows businesses to say to all their constituencies, we respect the fact that we have a broad diversity of views represented across our enterprise. And we're not going to take actions that alienate people, undermine our ability to retain and recruit great employees, you know, send a message to customers that they're going to be deplatformed or lose access to services just because of what they believe. Right. Um, and ultimately tell the broader public that they're going to give back in a way uh, to the broader community that supports these essential supports of our democracy, like free speech and religious freedom. Hmm. Any response from the proxy services? Because they, you know, they wield enormous influence. I mean, that most of the, 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 the institutional investors essentially delegate the voting pro- process. So when you, when you invest in a mutual fund or an ETF, you're delegating your vote to them. And more often than not, they delegate, they delegate their vote to the proxy services, which are pretty ideologically captured, um, based on my experience. Any any response from them? I know the one that I'm most in touch with is ISS, and they have had a policy of voting against viewpoint diversity um, proposals. There haven't been many, but they vote against them. Uh, are they interested in this? Have there been any conversations? There haven't been, but as you know, and you know, we're we totally understand um, this is a long term strategy, and we got to have a long term playbook. Right. Um, we have to make the case first. That, as you were saying, you know, there is this concept called viewpoint diversity, um, and it's and, it, and it's something that you can know and understand, and you can kind of de- you know understand it as its component parts, um, and you can understand what it takes to actually have a good track record on viewpoint diversity. And there are business impacts 
to having a good footprint when it comes to viewpoint diversity and when in a negative footprint. So once we start to make that case and we can demonstrate to ISS and and those, uh, you know, proxy voting uh, services, you know, I think we have a chance to really, you know, win some ground there as well. But, you know, that's, there's an enormous uphill battle, um, but it's, it's certainly one we can win and and take ground back in strategic ways. If we understand that this is Incremental and the fact that these that these groups have pushed so hard on diversity and the corporations have pushed diversity so hard, there's almost a jujitsu move here in the sense that you you have they have to turn anti diversity when we bring up protection for religious views or political views that are out of kilter, you know, with with management. So it's okay, you know, Apple, you're going to recognize the you're going to protect 32 genders, but the Southern Baptist is out of luck if he has a YouTube sermon, uh, you know, from the Book of Romans uh, against gay marriage. You know, nothing stops him from coming in Monday morning to a pink slip. He, his diversity is absolutely not protected. And it's interesting, some of these conversations, including in Apple, they say, and in the end, they say, well, diversity means diversity for disadvantaged groups. Well, in your world, you know, somebody who's saying the rosary or a Southern Baptist or a traditional Muslim or a Trump supporter, a MAGA hat person, they kind of are the disadvantaged minority in your corporate culture. Uh, so it seems to me that that means all the more extra protection ought to be extended to these people because they're out of kilter with management's decisions. They're not in line with the power structure. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I, you know, behind this project was really the idea that, you know, everybody should be an equal participant in the marketplace. Yes. Everybody should have equal access um, and, and not and, and from, for instance, an employee perspective, they shouldn't fear that they're going to come to work um, and, and lose their job or suffer repercussions because of their political or religious views. And that and that's true of, of any viewpoint, any religious outlook. Um, you know, this is not an index that's driving at protecting one particular group of religious people. This is the religious viewpoint, uh, and and this is the the religious um, diversity and viewpoint diversity index. And um, you know everybody should be able to come to work and and feel like you know their 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 uh, religious beliefs are at least going to be respected, um, and they're not going to suffer consequences because because of them. But you know we've we've looked at many policies. Um, many practices within corporations that demonstrates that that's, that is clearly not the case at a lot of Fortune 1000 companies. Um, but at the right. same time, a lot of these things are easy to change. Um, it just takes the will and the courage for them to do it. Yeah, a Christian employee resource group, a religious employee resource group. That's good. How about a religious employee resource group that's not just for religious people in general, right? So the you know, so the Baha'i and the Catholics are all in one spiritual group. How about their own individual employee? If, if you've got enough people of your particular, if there's enough Orthodox Jews, if there's enough Presbyterians, if whatever the group, if there's enough people to form an employee resource group and want to, then why not let them? And then you've got this other great idea, which is, well, it sure would help if there was an executive who was sponsoring it so that it's not something barely tolerated by the power structure. These are concrete things that they can do. By yeah. the way, t- tech companies probably do a little better on this um, than they do on other issues, um, yeah. which buys them almost like indulgences. Well, we're going to trash religious liberty everywhere, but we do have a Christian employee resource group. That's so, right. you know, we've, that's, you know, we didn't we buy some forgiveness? No, you didn't. It's a good thing to do. Now do the other good things. Um, and just, you know, one other point, there is no argument 
for racial diversity or gender diversity that does not equally apply to viewpoint diversity. There's no principle which stops at the, at those diversity characteristics, which would not also go on and apply to people who just think differently. So you can't buy a diversity argument without really extending it to a point of, of consistency. You're totally right. And that's part of the idea behind the project is these corporations already care about, report out on and do a, a lot um, to promote their, this you know, concept of diversity you're talking about. And so we're just saying, look, you should, you should take a look at viewpoint diversity as well. In fact, viewpoint diversity is more important in many ways than a, a lot of the forms of diversity that they, they promote. And, and I think the, 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 the mistake that corporations make is thinking that they have viewpoint diversity because they, you know, care about identity-based diversity. That's simply not true. You know, it's what you need to do is try to cultivate an atmosphere where you're recruiting people from a broad diversity of backgrounds and perspectives. Um, and you don't get that simply because you prioritize race, you know, sexual minorities and other things to use, you know, the, 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 the terms and, and characteristics that the corporations focus on now. Right. And so they're completely neg- neglecting um, focusing on viewpoint diversity, and they're not going to get it by focusing on what they're focusing on. And so, you know, it's really important for them to, to understand that um, cultivating v- viewpoint and religious diversity takes a different approach. Mm. It's the approach that's laid out in the index. There's plenty of things and resources that these cor- corporations can look at uh, to understand where they're going wrong and what kind of policies and practices they can adopt to actually be a viewpoint diverse business. And that can apply to board of directors. That can apply to obviously to employees um, and, uh, you know, and even suppliers, et cetera, that they shouldn't be punished because there's a lot now of punishing suppliers. We're big corp. You have to jump through various hoops in order to do business with big corp. Um, so little corp has to kind of do a little pinch of incense to the emperor of identity politics. And uh, that's, right. that's well, not all fair. These things, all these things you're mentioning are in, in the index. In, in the index. We, we study what are your policies? How do you treat vendors and suppliers? Do you respect the fact that they're going to have different views about how to go about you know, dealing with diversity in their business? You know, and you need to respect their free speech and, and religious freedom rights. Mm-hmm. We we score them on their approach to employee resource groups. Mm-hmm. They only have an interfaith group, and that's all they have. They don't get a full score from us. They have to have faith faith specific groups, or at least a policy that allows faith specific groups to form. And so, you know, these are all you know very clear ways that you can understand whether you have religious and viewpoint diversity and how to go about attaining it if you don't. What a condescending view towards religion, by the way. Right. Religion is very important, but doesn't matter which doesn't matter which one. Just we're going to give I mean, you some religion juice. They, you contradict each other. You, you, you disbelieve different things, but you're all like huddled there. You, yeah. you All the religions are just like, it's unbelievable how tin-eared they are. But again, we didn't tell them. Now we're telling them. Right. Right. And that's what you're doing with the uh, Viewpoint Diversity Index, which you can find at viewpointdiversityscore.org. Jeremy Tedesco, anything you want to leave us with before we uh, call it a day? No, I, I, what you just said is the most important thing. I want people to visit viewpointdiversityscore.org, check out the index, sign up for our emails, and, and just you know, start to use it as a resource for engaging with corporations. This is something that's very important to me. I spend a lot of time on it. I've spent years on it. I looked through this and I couldn't see anything where I thought, oh, they're missing such and such. Or this is a problem. I I, I couldn't improve it. I, 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 there's nothing I could see that wasn't being addressed that was of importance. And um, I thought it's handled very well and in a very balanced way. So um, well done. And thank you for doing this work. 
Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate your support throughout the years. I'm Jerry Boyer. This is Meeting of Minds podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a rating on Apple Podcasts and improve our national conversation by sharing it with some friends. Mm